Ooh. Yeah, but I, I hadn't even started recording yet. So oh, and we're live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's new in your world? What's going on, Lex? Um, uh, nothing really. Okay. Just kind of moving along. I've had a little break in the craziness at work, and that's been absolutely lovely. You know, it's it's going to get crazy again, but I enjoyed this very small couple of days of a lull, you know. Absolutely. Um, I totally get that. Uh, <laughs> I, I imagine in your line of work, it's about to get a lot busier because with the seasons changing and yeah. everything, people are going to start getting a little sick and uh, leaving themselves susceptible to other things that are, are new. Or newer, I should say. Well, apparently, and this is not this is not something I found out through my work or anything like that, but I just saw it on TikTok. But apparently, um, we should be getting polio booster shots now. As you know, as people living in America. So that's, that's news to me. That's where we're at. Yeah. It was like an epidemiologist, I believe it was uh, talking about that on TikTok. Um, and she was saying like, we're on the list of countries that if, if we're on a list, I can't remember where the list came from, but it was saying, if you go to these countries, get your polio booster. Mm-hmm. And we are one of the countries. Interesting. So, yeah. So this actually brings our first side quest to the forefront <laughs> here. It's a discussion that I've I've had a couple of times with a few different folks over the past week or so, which is, and you know this, and I know this, and I'm sure mm-hmm. our listeners know as well, but it, it bears stating out loud. Mm-hmm. Just because somebody says something on TikTok, please don't take it at face value. No. If we tell you something on this show, please don't take it at face value. Yeah. Do some research on your own. Talk to a medical professional if it's that nature of thing. But always, always, always double check the source before taking anything that you hear on an entertainment platform at face value. Because some people genuinely do have your best interest at heart. Mm -hmm. However, there are a lot of people out there that just want to seem important to raise their views and clicks or what have you. So. Right. They just want to make money off of the platform rather than raising awareness on the platform, which is what if you're in like a science field or something, that's what you should be doing. Yeah. Um, but there are people that will fake that. Absolutely. Or they'll just use it for nefarious reasons. So yeah, do your own research, uh, you know, but yeah, need to, we need to get our COVID boosters and flu shots soon. So absolutely. Fun. I'm scheduled for Saturday actually to get mine. So I had to double check and make sure that no one was going to be off of work on Monday for when I inevitably have these side effects to the booster. Yeah. But you know what? Still worth it because the side effects that I had from those uh those shots, the first round and the second round, uh still not as bad as when I had COVID. So Yeah. 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 Do do you get yours both on at the same time, your flu and booster? Historically I haven't and that's I'm mostly curious due, about that. It's due to the availability. Like you remember last time with the boosters, it was mm-hmm. it was difficult to get a time yeah. Uh, to get to get it done. Even this time, I had a little bit of difficulty. Now, I cannot recommend enough. And here comes some of that medical advice I just warned you from taking from us, <laughs> folks. Uh, I cannot recommend enough the Walgreens app because last time yeah. I wasn't able to do it through that. 
But this time I was able to go ahead, set up my appointment. The first appointment that I tried to get, it filled while I was signing up, unfortunately, but I was able to get my second choice. That sucks. And they went as far as to like text me right away, email me, offer me to set up the Uber ride to get there and back. I was very impressed with it from top to bottom. It was kind of cool. Yeah, I've. I've experienced the same thing uh, with Walgreens because that's where I've gotten my, I, I only had one booster because I had the, uh, the J and J. So like I got the J and J at like a drive up one or whatever okay. when we were all scrambling to get them. And I'm convinced that was just like a Flintstone vitamin or whatever with how hard COVID hit me. Mm. Uh, and then I got my second, <laughs> you know, or my first booster eventually. And now I'm due for the this new variant booster, but I also need a flu shot. So I'm debating, do I try to do both and then just have try to get it on like a Friday and then have a weekend where I'm wiped out or what, you know? Right, right. Just get it over with just yeah. to, to get it done. I, I feel you on that. It's a good plan, honestly. If you're going to be feeling the effects of it, let's get it all done and over with at the same yeah, time. Yeah, Kayla did that last time with her her previous booster, she got the flu shot at the same time and it hit her hard. So. Mm, yeah. Well, like I said, folks, you know, talk to your doctors or, you know, of course, you know, your body and, uh, you know how it worked out last time. So plan accordingly, but by all means, don't, don't discount the value of that booster and the necessity. Cause yeah, winter is going to be interesting. The um the good news is that I uh, like I don't think it's expected to be as bad as it previously has been. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. But <laughs> that changes all the time, you know. Yeah. I mean, this year everybody's out here open mouth kissing each other and whatnot, so you got to be careful. Don't don't open mouth kiss strangers. At least you know you have an interview process before getting yeah. out. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, I agree. Just do a little research first. Yeah. Can't hurt. Can't hurt, you know? Have mints on Yeah, we're we're going to Disney this weekend. Um, We're doing, uh, what is it called? Magic Kingdom, just for one day. Okay. And we're bringing, like, masks and everything for, like, when we're going on rides and whatnot. Nice. Ain't worth it. When you're inside, like, masks are going to be on. So you missed D23, which is probably a good thing. Because the park was full of mm-hmm. the uh, the diehard Disney folks, you know, during that whole thing. But yeah, yeah we, a lot of news. We specifically came out of that. chose. Yeah, we specifically chose this because uh, we didn't want to go when the park was super busy because the tickets are cheaper and it's a little safer, you know, um, smart, for smart. the COVID times. So D twenty three just happened this past week, correct? Yeah, D23 happened this past week, and I didn't put any of the news on our notes because you know what? Honestly, it all seemed very fleeting. Yeah. It was all stuff that we kind of already knew was coming. The little, more Marvel stuff, more Star The Little Wars. Mermaid was the biggest impact, I would say. Yeah. Like, of the show. I'd say that too. And of course, there's a lot of discourse online about that. Everyone's Who seen cares? it by now. But, you know, we knew that was coming. We knew that this movie was going to happen. We knew that it had filmed. And we knew that it was delayed for some reason. Why that was is still unbeknownst. However, it's actually coming out next may i think and people are either excited or outraged there's there's no in between apparently it looks really beautiful yeah yeah holly bailey has a a wonderful singing voice 
And this is a known thing. So it's going to be great. I, I'm sure kids everywhere will love it. And I, I hope it does very well. We'll see. Well, what about the little gingers? What are they? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All those imaginary kids and wives that these men are making up on Twitter that are just so it's, disappointed. Well, what's really weird, too, is I'm like, they're like, where's the ginger representation and stuff? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's fucking weird. It's like, very weird. It's the mo- it's the most like uncoded coded language shoe. Or I'm like, just say what you're actually saying cuz you're not talking about gingers. You don't give a shit about that. And what's funny is they always go back to the same argument. Again, I'm I'm drawn to my eye is drawn to the Black Panther poster on my wall because the big thing around the launch of that movie of course was, well, what if they made a white panther? Wouldn't that be, you know, the same thing? Isn't that fine? And, you know, it's 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 kind of a similar argument now. They're like, well, what if they recast a black character with a white person? And it's like, oh, casting white people as people of color? You mean like Hollywood has done for generations? <laughs> They've done that for a very long time and it's gotten oh, outrage. You mean the Ten Commandments? Or, hey, how about something more recent? Gods of Egypt. How about that time they cast a whole Christian Baal as Moses? Remember that? Or is mm-hmm. Noah? Yeah, Noah. Christian Bale. Yeah. So, you know. And one of the Fines brothers played Michael Jackson in a movie, but it didn't really do that big box office, so nobody really paid attention. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah, he was supposed to be the light-skinned a... version of Michael Jackson. and uh... Ralph. <laughs> Ralph. <laughs> my it's not husband, Ralph. Ralph. <laughs> It's not um, Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Phineas. I can't think of Ralph without Ralph thinking Phineas, of uh, yeah. yeah. Agatha from uh, WandaVision talking about her husband, you know. Mm. Yes. So moving on. Um, so, yeah, a lot of stuff came out of D23. Nothing earth shattering. But, mm-hmm. you know, cool news all the same. All the things you like. Hey, guess what? They're going to be made. And the things that you don't oh. like. Those are going to be made too. So I'm sorry. I I do want to point out I am very very excited for that. Um, is it in? What is it called? The Florence Pugh movie? Oh, the Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. Whatever. I don't know enough about those characters. Like like the the comics. I mean. Um, Okay. But I'm very excited just for the return of Florence Pugh. So Thunderbolts. It's it's a it's a well-known twist at this point. I'm not going to ruin it for you because I feel like they may still try to pull this off. And I don't know how they're going to do that, though, because they've been so... Anyway. Just tell me. I don't care. It's basically... This is going to be Marvel's answer to Suicide Squad in its current form. Because you have a team of villains who are supposedly going to break good uh, when all is said and done. Uh, it's a team of villains the ones who lived after these movies were over mm-hmm. so you have florence Pugh as uh yelena from black mm-hmm. widow you also have her her uh de facto father mm-hmm. in uh the red guardian david what's his name david something david harbour, harbour? david harbour. harbour wow i actually got it right yeah. uh you have ghost from ant-man and the wasp you have bucky in there for some reason uh still with his wakandan arm I mean, he's uh, still considered like 
a murderer <laughs> to people. <laughs> like he's still he has still murdered a lot of people. That's true. He's been a fugitive more times than not. And even in the even in Falcon and Winter Soldier, basically, he was on the wrong side of the law. And he was, you know, trying to hold back his murderous ways even then. So, yeah, I guess you're right. Oddly enough, the one character who has been in the Thunderbolts books, who was most famously known for being in Thunderbolts, Baron Zemo, has not been announced for this film. So Hmm. I don't know what that. What if it's those villains going up against him as a villain? (laughs) (laughs) I will say this. uh, If you are a fan of Ultimate Spider-Man, you should definitely read the first volume of Thunderbolts. It's called Justice Like Lightning. It's a great series. It's hmm. a lot of fun. And yeah, it's got some great Mark Bagley art in there who who drew the majority of the Ultimate Spider-Man books. So yeah. I love those books. Really good. Yeah, I'm very interested in that one just because of Florence, you know? <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. I feel you. So it's kind of cool to see that these characters are finally coming back. And it is just a big, you know, uh, it's an ecosystem that they have mm-hmm. going on there. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw David Harbour's going to be in another, like, big movie announcement. He's going to be in Gran Turismo. Which yeah, so I guess making... Sony is continuing with uh, making movies based on their games. Gran Turismo is an interesting choice to me, though, because it really doesn't have a storyline per se. But it yeah, is one I of don't their... remember ever like a story happening in Gran Turismo. But I don't think I ever played them other than playing against my brother. Yeah, yeah. So David Harbour is apparently going to be one of the leads of the film. Uh, It's going to be directed by Neil Blomkamp, who folks may remember from Elysium and District 9. So that, to me, is actually the interesting detail about this story. I mean, David Harbour's great, but Neil Blomkamp, he has a very distinct style of of sci-fi film. And I wonder how that's going to mesh with the super shiny showroom feel of Gran Turismo. Yeah, I don't know. That that's maybe they're gonna make it kind of like a gritty Fast and Furious. Yeah, maybe so. And if it doesn't feature that song by the Cardigans off of their album Gran Turismo, <laughs> and I'm gonna be very disappointed because that's just a layup, right? At least right. in the trailer, you got to use that song. I agree. I agree. <laughs> if we don't see it, the movie's gonna fail. Yeah, it's instantly. trash. Totally trash. So this this movie is rife for product placement because you know part of the appeal of gran turismo is being able to drive these cars these elaborate Mm -hmm. fancy cars that you're not able to actually control in in real life because it'd be you know crazy expensive or you'd have to be a professional driver or something so you get to drive these fancy cars around um for some reason they don't take any damage whatsoever uh but that's that's part of the game that's part of the deal they have worked out but they could sign up all these car manufacturers and Mm -hmm. get their products in this film. And it could be just a big commercial for, for one or all of them. Yeah. And cars are already awful when it comes to movies, right? Like every single or TV shows, like they're always driving some sort of sponsored car, especially the longer a TV show has been on the air, you're like, you're watching season seven of bones and they're driving Nissan Altimas. Everyone's yeah. like, gotta have this. <laughs> and they're talking about how great the suspension is in the radio. 
And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? I'm sure you They're remember like, We got to pay for the bones, guys. Come on. Just let yeah. it go. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm sure you remember the subplot of uh, that show Heroes when uh, Hero was driving a Nissan Versa and he was so excited about it. Like, mm-hmm. that's day of his life. So D and I went to San Francisco one year to, to go to Comic-Con and lo and behold, we rented a Nissan Versa. I was excited to sit behind the wheel because, you know, he had spoken so well of it. Well, it felt like I was Bowser driving a go-kart in Super Mario Kart because I could barely fit in this car. You know, I mean, and a, presumably shells were falling out behind you. Exactly. Red ones, you know, and yeah. I'm a big dude. I understand that. But, you know, cars are well manufactured where I feel comfortable sitting in a driver's seat. You know, you put me yeah. in a Nissan Rogue. No problem. You put me in like a, a Honda CRV. Cool. I got it. Even a Honda Fit. And you see how little that that is, you know, looks from the outside. But this Nissan mm-hmm. Versa, boy, it felt like they had to peel me out of there like a sardine. I was so grumpy. <laughs> and Dee wanted to laugh I've at me never, so bad. <laughs> I've never driven one of those. But even like, even me, I'm very, very short. And even me in smaller cars like that, I can it can feel claustrophobic, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm impressed with some of the some of the manufacturing that goes into some uh, cars because you, when you ride in a Uber or a Lyft or something like that, you know, you get in the back seat and you're expecting to be cramped back there because it's a back seat of a car. But you know, Toyota, I don't know, they they make good cars because I, we we rode to an event on Saturday and we were just comfy back there, man. You know, it was great. Didn't feel cramped at all. I hope the driver was okay. <laughs> i like i i like toyotas but sometimes they make me nauseous depending on the car and i don't know why the suspension something about like historically for me i've had some issues with them which has kind of made me reluctant to ever get one oh interesting yeah it's really weird i don't know why toyota specifically huh yeah toyotas Hmm. usually like corollas and stuff oh yeah yeah. Camrys. Anything named after like failed stand-up comedians who hosted, you know, <laughs> sex advice shows. You don't you know, you shouldn't trust them. Camrys too? Is that a failed comedian? Camry Cameron? Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> Candace Cameron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? Anywho, that went horribly off the rails. Yeah, so that movie's going to happen. Sony has a lot more up their sleeve, too. Further down in the article, it mentions that they have both a Ghost of Tsushima movie in the early stages of development. Mm-hmm. Of course, The Last of Us is in production at HBO. That's very close to coming out. Reluctantly excited. Yes. yes. And then Twisted Metal actually just wrapped up filming as well, starring Anthony Mackie and Samoa Joe. So that should be very interesting to see how they put that on what? the screen. <laughs> What movie perplexes you more, Gran Turismo or Twisted Metal? I'm going to say Twisted Metal because it stars a clown driving an ice cream truck. No, man, I could see that if they actually make that into a good horror film, mm-hmm. I could see that being fun. Gran Turismo is just car porn. Basically. But Top Gear has been a popular show for decades, you know? And I didn't get it until I actually started watching Top Gear a few years back. The but way there's a difference British between a reality men, show, a Top Gear, and like an actual feature film with actors, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
I don't know. They got to they got to pull us in somehow. And David Harbour is a good entry point. You know, everybody loves David Harbour. He's he's everybody's he, uncle. He is. He's he's taking some fascinating roles to me. I I really feel like he wants a blockbuster, like <laughs> bad. Yeah, and I like he that wants he's a able. Franchise. He's able to do things that he doesn't really have to take himself too seriously. You know. Um, he looks like he's just out there to have fun. And I he appreciate He does it. take his work and acting very seriously though. That's what's fascinating. He's like a Shakespeare guy. He's all like he's very into the craft of it, which is why his choices are fascinating to me. Yeah, and that's what I mean. I'm not trying to disrespect his work at all. It's just a matter of like him being that type of actor, but then taking roles that almost poke fun at that type of acting. Almost like a Matt Berry. You know, mm, okay, yeah. Like Matt Berry is a competent actor, but he always takes these big hammy roles just because he likes acting that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I get that. Which it was a very good season of what we do in the shadows, by the way. If you haven't checked it out yet, very I have. Season. I think we're too behind, but yeah. we've watched most of them. Yeah, it was. It started a little, little slow, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, but it came around, I think, near the end. Yeah, it did. Yeah. All right, so that's happening. Uh, <laughs> do we want to talk about uh, Grant Gustin a little bit? Yeah, I saw that he, like, I looked over the post before we came into this, so he's kind of, like, starting this last season of The Flash and seems very emotional about it, as one would be. I mean, it's been, how many seasons is this? Ten? Seven. Seven seasons. It oh my feels god, like I thought it was longer than that. <laughs> yeah, like it feels yeah. like that long. And technically he's been playing the character for, for eight years, you know, yeah. because he was uh, on Arrow. Uh, he'd made a yeah. guest, uh, guest uh, run on Arrow before he premiered on his own show. So he's he's in the midst of basically going through his senior year and he's reminiscing about all the good times and talking about how much he's going to miss it in a, in a very touching Instagram post. I really just put this in here because I wanted to mention an unproblematic actor playing the flash. And Grant yeah. Gustin is that actor. He's a class act. I've never heard anything bad about him. I'm not saying he's a saint, but you know, in seven years, if you haven't heard about a scandal coming out of an actor who's on a, on a primetime TV show. Now he, he seems pretty good. I mean, he's talked about, and he's talked about anxiety and like his issues. He's had issues with his weight that yeah. he's talked about, which I I found um, very uh, like really important. I think to talk about because he was he was discussing that other end of the spectrum where you're not taking care of yourself properly, not eating enough, not able to because of anxiety, um, yeah. not able to eat the right foods. You know, all of that, um, I think, especially for a, a guy to come out and talk about that, I think can be incredibly difficult in our society. Sure. And that's something that we take for granted um, overall, but also for people that in the increasingly populated world of superhero media, you know, actors not only have to worry about being on screen and how they look in regular clothes, but they have to be in these tight fitting outfits sometimes spandex, sometimes leather, you know, all states of undress. It's yeah. got to be 
overwhelming sometimes to think about that. There's also that thing that, you know, you have to constantly remind both yourself when we're dealing with our own bodies and everything like that. But, you know, outwardly looking, you know, other people in that way, as far as like, they're like thinking, oh, they're healthy because they're super skinny or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Skinny does not equate health at all. And I think when people talk about that openly, especially if they're in, you know, thinner bodies or whatever, and they're like, hey, I'm thinner because I'm not able to eat properly and do this and that, like in his particular situation, I remember him talking about that. Like, that's really important. That's really important for people to understand that, like, there are all different types of ways to look healthy. I agree. And I'm going to take this to a very weird place, unexpected even to me more than 30 <laughs> seconds ago. I watched Dodgeball this week. I hadn't seen it in a long time. <laughs> and yeah. in the middle of all of that nonsense, all of that nonsense, there's a good message that Vince uh -huh. Vaughn spells out at the end of the film when he's making a promo, when the good guys win and he's making a he's making a commercial for his gym. He's like, you know, this is a gym. You're perfect the way you are. But if you want to make some changes, we're available to you. Yeah. And they just showed regular people just working out, just having fun, doing whatever, just being active. And I thought that was cool that they were trying to ham-fistedly get to that message. Just like, you know, as long as you're happy with yourself, that's what matters. But if you do want to make changes, by all means, feel motivated to make that change. Right. Nothing's wrong with you. But if you want the, a, be, to be a part of this community for whatever reason, right. go for it. Whether, Whether it is just... to look a certain way, sure, if that makes you happy, go for it. Like, you know, as long as you're not harming yourself, right? that's cool. You know, everybody doesn't have to join a softball league. You can go bowling. You can play pool. Do whatever you want. Pool sounds fun. It does. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So, yeah, I, I'm going to miss that show that I don't watch anymore. But same, I'm also going to gonna nice. miss that show that I don't watch anymore and haven't watched for years. Yeah. Yeah. But it was nice knowing it was on, you know, hopefully they wrap it up in a, in a nice way. I yeah, may watch. The I want to see one, how they so. wrap it up. I think it's going to be nice. I also still not opposed to him just becoming the flash in the movies, but I'm, that's not going to happen either mm, way. We'll see. Mm, yeah. So I'm going to go out on a limb and mm. guess that you did not have a chance to check out the Emmys. I did not. Okay. Well, you're not alone because I just read a, a story saying that uh, this year's Emmy Award telecast was one of the lowest rated of all time. Unfortunately. Well, whose fault is that? Because I didn't know it was happening. And I'm very in tune to all of this stuff. I did not know it was happening until Kayla told me day of. Exactly. This is your jam and you didn't even yeah. know. Nope. I didn't even know. I mean, I know reason... award season is, is kicking in, but... No, I didn't know. The only reason that I knew about it was because I listened to uh, Kenan Thompson's podcast and he hosted it this year. And he was kind of talking about why the show was going to be on hiatus for a couple weeks. And he said, yeah, I'm going to be hosting the Emmys. Oh, OK. <laughs> so he did a fine job. He was Keenan funny, you know, mm -hmm. which is still funny. But yeah. I don't know what I was going to do there. But anyway, yeah, it was a good show. 
it was fine. And there were, there were some touching moments. There were some frustrating moments. Uh, one thing that everybody was talking about was the uh, reunion between him and Kel Mitchell. There was a segment where he was at a bar and Camille Nanziani was behind the bar for some reason. And uh, somebody just had their head down on the bar and he's like, sir, can I get you something? And he's like, yes, I'd like a good burger. And it was Kel Mitchell and everybody cheered and they hugged. and It was very exciting. Everybody That's loved so to see sweet. it. Yeah. So that was yeah. the scripted moment. Um, Quinta Brunson, someone who we have discussed many times on this show because we're both fans of Abbott Elementary. She won yep. her and first And that comes Emmy. back, I think, next week, right? Yes. Yes, and I'm excited for that. But she won her first Emmy, and it was the first solo black woman to win for Outstanding Writing for a comedy series. She made history. That is amazing. Yeah. And she's the she was the third black person all around, but the first black woman to win for Outstanding Writing on a comedy series. Jesus, that's crazy. It is. I mean... Um, didn't, uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph, wasn't she also winning? It was only like the second time a black woman has won that award or something. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember seeing that. It was, it was interesting because both Cheryl Lee Ralph and Janelle James were nominated for that same category. Mm -hmm. Of course, Cheryl Lee Ralph took it home. And for those of you that don't watch Abbott Elementary, you know who Cheryl Lee Ralph is because she has been on TV even before I've been alive, she's been in movies. She's been in sitcoms. You may know her as uh, the mother from Sister Act 2. You may know her as one of the voices of uh, Oliver and Company. You may know her as Moesha's mom on Moesha. Yeah. She's been in it. She's if been working see- consistently for a very long time. She has. And so it was so cool to see her finally get her due. Yeah. And finally have her career celebrated. And during her acceptance speech, she said, you know, I wouldn't been able to do this without Quinta Brunson. She's like, get you a Quinta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Quinta Brunson. No, absolutely. She she thanked Larry Wilmore. And I thought that was cool because that's another one that kind of flies under the radar. Just how much Larry Wilmore has done for for uh, sitcom, you know, the modern sitcom. He's been involved in so many things. The office. Modern modern sitcoms and how he has fostered uh, such great talent as well. Like how he has supported great talent and their, their projects and up and coming stuff. Like, you know, would we have these without him? Um, Maybe because the creators are talented in their own right, but he's used his platform to help so many. That's true. A lot of people may only see him as, oh, that's the guy that used to be on The Daily Show. Oh, he had mm-hmm. that Daily Show spinoff and it got yeah. canceled or whatever. Well, look, who who isn't Warner Brothers canceling these days? If you if you haven't been canceled by Warner Brothers, who are you even in Hollywood right now? It's a tragedy that Black on the Air is not still running right now. My goodness. It was... <laughs> He's a busy man, though. I can't blame him, you know, for for doing all kind of various things. I am happy that a Larry Wilmore exists to big up people like Quinta Brunson. Agreed. You know, because I was I was devastated almost when she left a black lady sketch show. Mm -hmm. But she decided to pursue her dream and make her own show. And she made the right call. And the proof is in the pudding. 
Yeah. Oh my God, it's so good. And I was just reading this article talking about they were breaking down the Abbott Elementary uh, pilot screenplay Mm -hmm. and why it is a pilot that should be studied for, you know, a half hour TV comedy, basically. Mm. Like structurally, it is that perfect. Wow. Oh, one more little tidbit that I read. They did this (laughs) in spite of not doing any campaigning for award season. So really uh, in lieu of paying for advertisements and campaigning for, you know, whoever got nominated for the show, the, the cast and crew decided to donate the money they would have used to help out uh, teachers uh, get supplies for students for the upcoming school year. Are you kidding me? That's incredible. It is. So they did all of this on their own accord and and it paid off big time you know and that's you know winning these awards brings more attention to the show so doing that can be seen as advertising right it yeah. can be seen as a form of advertising to you know create a bigger audience for your show so the fact that they won without even having to pay for that and now they're going to get even more media attention, even more people with eyes on their show mm-hmm. is is kind of like an instant karma thing, right? Like it's instantly coming back to them. The good is coming right back to them. Right, right. So, man, I, I'm looking forward to the second season, to say the least. And, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what else happens there. This isn't yeah, the last. Yeah, I can't wait. This is it's not like the only that. show I'm anticipating right now. Wow. Like the next season of. As far as like these new fall shows, because I don't, I don't, I'm not really watching any show week to week anymore. This is us just ended. That yeah. was my weekly show, you know. So now it's like shows that are mostly out season to season. Although I just saw Netflix is thinking about switching over, and I put the article in here, but. They're thinking about switching to a traditional model of week to week. Hmm. That's a rumor right now. How do you feel about that? Um, I think I understand why shows or networks have started doing that. Like, like Apple TV, for example, that's their mm-hmm. model from the start. Um, and I understand that to keep subscribers. I don't think switching to that is necessarily a good idea, especially when Netflix is already kind of struggling. But I don't know. I'm very curious to see what the future holds for streaming because I have seen, like, with everything that's happened with HBO, people have been freaked out about stuff being pulled off. Um, I also just saw this video, someone talking about how Harry Potter on Peacock versus HBO Max was edited. Like mm. scenes were cut out or whatever. And I don't know all, I, I don't know exactly if it's like Peacock has exclusive scenes put in or if HBO Max has cut stuff out. Um, I didn't like read into it that far. Cause frankly, I don't really give a shit. Um, but I, I care in the sense that um, I, I worry about, where this stuff is going like all of those shows that they've pulled from hbo max they're just gone they are they are in some like unless someone did pirate those and they're out in that 
universe, like they, they have disappeared. Yeah. And that's frightening when you're talking about things that a lot of people put a lot of care and hard work into. I read an article today. Um, the, the, some of the, the minds behind the animated shows that they removed, uh, they, they had thoughts about what happened with HBO Max. So mm-hmm. they spoke to uh, the creator of uh, OKKO, Let's Be Heroes, which uh, I know a lot of people haven't heard of that show, but uh, Ian Jones Horty, he is an animator who has worked on some big shows. Uh, he's worked on Steven Universe, Adventure Time. Uh, he <laughs> he enjoyed his time uh, on Steven Universe so much that he actually married the creator of the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, her name's Rebecca Sugar. I should mention that, by the way. But you know, they made a show about rocks falling in love together. I mean, how how cute is that? But <laughs> that what's not cute. cute is is the way that he was treated by HBO Max because they they took his show off of the service. They didn't have anyone reach out to him or his representation to let him know what was going on. Oof. And they even went as far as to like to delete tweets and, and YouTube videos and stuff like that promoting the show, almost as if like wiping out the entire history of it. And we've we've banged this drum for several weeks now, so I'm not going to dwell on it for too long. But I'm disappointed in the fact that somebody who put his his heart and soul into these projects, who basically, you know, lived a big chunk of his life working for Cartoon Network that he was just treated in such a way. Yeah. That's severe disrespect, you know, that's super upsetting. Um, I can't imagine what it feels like to be a creator and to deal with that right now. Yeah. Like I, there's already so many elements of making something in that system that feels out of your control and that is rough Um, and I can't, like I said, I can't fathom this is a new level of loss of control. It's one thing to get notes from a studio that might, you know, fuck up your project. This is, your project is just wiped off the face of the earth kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And there's no legal way to watch it. There's no legal way to stream it. You know, as as you mentioned last week, the... The prices of the home versions of these have gone up mm-hmm. exponentially. Or they've um, sold out in the case of um, Gravity Falls, which hasn't been pulled. It's sold out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's funny that Gravity Falls even comes into the conversation because that's a Disney property. You know, like they yeah. haven't made any type of indication that it's going to go away anytime soon. But people are just nervous. About no, because Alex Alex Hirsch was was like, hey, with all this happening, you can get physical copies of this, and he like linked it on his Instagram, and then it sold out. That's true, and it did go on like discount too recently. So yeah, I'm sure that has I still want that Blu-ray. It. It's a nice looking Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's interesting. Just like these are these are like their babies, and just to t- have that work ripped away like that is just uh, it's frustrating to me. Yeah, it's and it's heartbreaking. To them. Yeah, and these are important shows too. Like I, I mentioned, OKKO because I'm a really big fan of uh, Ian Jones Cordy, but like Infinity Train, 
you know, people were raving about that mm-hmm. for such a long time. And uh, they were happy that it got rescued technically by HBO Max, because when that service started, Infinity Train was basically canceled after the second season, but they picked it up and they made two more. And now it's just vanished, gone. Yeah, that freaking sucks. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, become pirates, everyone. Sail the open seas, do there you. you. What are they going to do, arrest you for something you can't buy? Yeah, they'll try to do that shit. They're weird. They can, but, you know, live in the open sea. Okay. Well, we have a new reason to dislike Warner Brothers this week, but I want to get your thoughts Ooh. on this story. I don't know if you've heard about this one, because this just came to my attention today. Um, there is, of course, uh, a film festival going on right now in, um, what is it, Toronto, maybe? Yeah, mm, the Toronto yeah. International Film Festival, TIFF. <laughs> Is going on right now. And uh, there was a movie that was scheduled to debut there called uh, The People's Joker. Okay. And it's described as a queer coming of age Joker origin tale. Okay. It's a parody of the Joker character and other various Batman side characters. Uh, and apparently uh, it was it was such a close parody that Warner Brothers felt the need to uh, give the creator Vera Drew a cease and desist. Ooh. Yeah. So the film had, had one airing at the festival. Uh, they had other times. Does that not scheduled. fall under parody law though? That's what I wanted to get your opinion about because it feels like, yes, it does fall under parody law because they they clearly state like this has nothing to do with DC Comics. It's a completely unauthorized, uh, you know, parody, and they don't claim any ownership of these characters. They say that plainly in the trailer. I I feel like this they've made it too on the note. Like it shouldn't be called Joker. It it, sh- it shouldn't have that imagery on that level. I don't even know if this could fall under parody law because it's too similar to it. Right. But then on the other side of the coin, people Mm -hmm. have been making the argument that there are some very close to accurate adult films being made these days that reference these characters by name and have almost spot on costumes until they come off that fall under parody law. So why can't this just because there's no like on-screen sex happening? Like that's basically the only difference here. I I don't know. I I can see why I can see why they were told not like they can't air this. I if they were able, I would try to argue for parody. I would try to go up against it if they can. Um, not because there's financial gain, but because of the precedent that it could set of like, you know, shutting down smaller projects. But yeah. that, that said, doing that costs money. It takes time. It's very stressful. You're going to deal with lawyers. You're going to deal with a lot of bullshit. So if they can't do that or don't want to do that, I also understand it. I just think looking looking at the imagery on there, I saw the the image for the the poster or whatever 
And it's it's clearly like the DC Joker's face in the the image, and it's using the Joker logo, like the the font and everything. I that seems like a bad idea, you know, like like for getting sued. It does because if this if this falls under parody law, and it's just got these spot on references to these characters, the designs, the names, the okay. settings. Uh, the items that they use, they they talk about Smilex in this movie, you know, like some of these, I, I watched the trailer, some of these, uh, these moments are straight ripped out of the films themselves, you know, they've, they've got the recent iteration of Joker sitting backstage at the uh, Tonight Show riff of whatever, um, and it looks like it's just a shot from the movie, except with a different actor in, in the chair. So, the Toronto International Film Festival offered refunds to people who had already paid to see uh, future screenings of the film. Um, those who saw the movie, though, they say it is just amazing. So obviously, with all this hullabaloo, it's an instant cult classic. People are going to be trying to do anything they can right. to get their hands on this and watch it. You know, um, right? It's going to have word of mouth, which is the bit the best thing they could get for this type of movie, honestly. Absolutely, because I can't tell you anything else that's happening at the Toronto Film Festival. Nope. And they're even allowing people to vote for the People's Choice Award through a website that is supposed to only be for people in attendance. Obviously, you can't vote for a movie you haven't seen, but people who are championing this film have shared the link, and you can go on there and just vote for it just by typing the name in the field and hitting submit. They don't even ask you for any information. So that's probably going to win. Um, the creator of the film, as I mentioned, Vera Drew, the only thing that she said about it so far, outside of liking and retweeting things, she said, I have no clue how today goes, and my team wants me to say nothing, of course, so I'll stay vague. I'll stay vague. But whatever happens in the next few hours, I want you to know, if you've been waiting and aching to watch our movie, you're going to get too soon. Drew posted on Twitter on Tuesday, so it's happened yesterday. Stay tuned and stay with me. Need your help. So as you mentioned, it's going to be an uphill battle uh, with this with this legal drama that's going to be upcoming. Uh, I imagine there's going to be some type of crowdfunding initiative, maybe with physical copies which, of the film. Yeah, which I'm for. Um, I, physical copies of the film, I don't know if they can do that, though. Uh, yeah, they'd have yeah. to... I think they'd have to. Uh, they can't find. They can't financially profit from it, right? They can't. That's a big thing. Well, yeah. I mean, given the current situation, so this is history in the making. This is one lost media, which is all the rage these days. You know, even uh, Finn Wolfhard is a big fan of lost media. He he likes researching that sort of thing. I heard recently. Uh, two, the word of mouth coming out of the Toronto International Film Festival, incredible. Vera Drew is a star, and this is this is like one I think one of her first projects, like maybe her third. So yeah, I love stories like that. It's it's a real like underdog situation, you know. That's yeah. that's cool. That's cool to see, and it sucks knowing that there's this controversy, but the controversy also makes it cool, right? Like it makes it intriguing and fun and you know people want to see it now like you said it's an instant cult status right so 
We'll follow. But no, I haven't. I haven't heard anything about that. Um, based off of that article and what I saw of it, I think that could go either way, honestly. Yeah. I'm interested to see what happens. It's it's just fascinating that someone decided to make a Joker movie. I mean, at the at the at the bare minimum, you know, just hey, I'm gonna make a Joker movie, but I'm not gonna get permission at all. We're just gonna go with it. We're gonna take this all the way to a festival, and it almost worked. It almost worked. Almost, but no cigar. Yeah. No, just kidding. Uh, okay. What is this last thing? Okay. So this last thing. Because I from, just, just seeing your headline that you've put on here, I don't understand this. This is coming from the Washington Post of all places. I was reminded of this story. A friend of mine on Facebook posted this today. Um, there's a game that was recently released called Multiverses. I think we touched on that a little bit. I know I talked about it on a recent episode of... Uh, uh, party chat with Aaron and it's basically like a smash brothers clone, but it's got people from all over the Warner brothers catalog. So you have Batman fighting bugs, bunny, you have shaggy, you have LeBron James for some reason you have Arya Stark. What, for some and shaggy, reason. what is shaggy and LeBron James? What are they doing to each other? <laughs> this sounds what's, like the, what's the happening to a here. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do Shaggy and LeBron James have to do with each other? Um, <laughs> well, one hangs out with a dog and one made a dog of a movie. Hey, I had so anyway. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. But yeah. A plethora of characters, more being added every other week. They just added Gizmo from Gremlins. Um, oh, but one of the wait, things. Wait, do I need to play this <laughs> just for Gizmo? <laughs> Okay, so just to circle back, it's a free-to-play game, so I absolutely think, yes, you should play this. It's on all platforms. What's it called again? It's called Multiverses. And it's basically... Multiverses Gizmo. (laughs) It's got the same plan as, like, Fortnite. So the game is free-to-play. You play it as much as you want against whomever you want. But you you have to buy like you know tchotchke and stuff like if you want a special taunt or something you got to buy that sort of thing. So. I'm looking at Gizmo. Yeah. He's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But back to the matter at hand. Velma from Scooby Doo is also a playable character in this game, and the way that she fights is very similar to the way that Phoenix Wright fought in um, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, which, to those that's lost on, basically Phoenix Wright is yeah, an attorney. Velma is a an investigator. She doesn't really have, you know, um, martial arts skills or anything like that. She just basically finds clues the entire okay. fight. But somehow, her finding clues manages to do, like, hit damage to you. Maybe she, like, you know, loses her glasses or something, and as she's feeling around, she smacks you in the face. Something like that, you know. Okay. Anyway, the entire battle builds up to these finishing moves or whatever. And Velma's finisher is that she finds all the clues that she needs and she calls in the police to arrest the villain. Okay. Ah, so they've created a video game where a white lady calls the police on LeBron James. Exactly. 
Oh, that is problematic. <laughs> not good. And that Definitely was the not cat good. that I saw was just Velma holding up a wanted poster oh my in God. front of a police car and pointing at LeBron James, who's just standing <laughs> there with a basketball, like, what the fuck? <laughs> is that in this article? No, I'll send you the I'll send you the Damn picture. Damn it, please. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god, I'm like, seeing. Zuma, what the fuck are you doing? So they took that out of the game. They said, yeah, this is a bad look. We can understand why people would be weird about this. Uh, so instead of that, instead of calling the police, she calls in the Scooby van. And the Scooby van comes around and, you know, runs over yeah, you or something like that. That's funny. Like that's Surprisingly... That's- more acceptable <laughs> you know in an ideal I also world i'm like don't call the cops on gizmo what's wrong with you she's gonna call the, the fuck cops. is wrong with you calling the cops on tom and jerry what no, the fuck? her calling the cops on lebron james this is terrible <laughs> <laughs> see everything's just standing there like look man this space jam 2 was bad but fuck you can call the cops oh on my god God, how did they not think that? I I don't know. We're going to share that with the Discord because this image is just, it's worth a thousand words. Yes. It's yes. fucking wild. So, yeah. Rightfully so, they took that out. Uh. <laughs> I am sending you an image. Can we make this gizmo a sticker or, or an emoji in the Discord? Oh, absolutely. That's happening. Because it's. Cause he, cause this is my face. I'm sending it to you now. This is, this is me. That is you. Like, Look at that. Well, okay. That's my face. I'm gonna work on that. That's you. That's that's my <laughs> new sticker. You know. <laughs> All right. So this is a good time to tell people if you want to be in the Discord, go to lexandmat.com. Or rather, no, don't do that. Patreon.com/slash/lexandmat. <laughs> yes. And uh, you can join. Our, uh, our our Patreon and support our show. And we really appreciate that. But you can also be part of our Discord. We'll send you a special invitation. We'll even give you a high five. Yeah. You come on we in. Won't, we won't do that. But any <laughs> tier gets into our Discord. It's guaranteed when you become a patron. We're not going to kick you out or anything unless you're a terrible person. And I know you're not a terrible person because you're part of this cult. That means you're a good person. That's right. You're a good person. <laughs> That's All right. Information for you for this week. Do we have time for the wall of weird? <laughs> we do. What? Okay. What is your wall of weird story this week? As I did oh, not you, bring one to the table. You know what the story is. I know what the story is, but I still want to act surprised. <laughs> okay. Well, yes. This story comes from Metro.co.uk, who uh, you know is giving their respect to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth. May she rest. And uh, <laughs> may yeah. she rest. Real quick side quest about that. Okay. We had this conversation off air, but I want to I want to put it out right here right now. All conspiracy theories have a little bit of credibility to them. Mm-hmm. Okay? Most, I'll say most. I don't want to I don't want to commit to it that hard. Mm-hmm. My conspiracy theory that I I I believe right now is that this box that they are hauling around the country claiming that Queen Elizabeth is inside of does not contain Queen Elizabeth. I believe it is just a prop. And this woman is just chilling on ice somewhere. Not alive. I mean, she's definitely dead. (laughs) But Um, why? 
in what? our modern age, do you have to haul around a dead body if it's a closed casket anyway? They did a lot of weird shit um, because of the monarchy while she was alive, too, though, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I will also say or ask the question, pose the question. What do you think is in the box then? I think it's just some fucking rocks or something, man. I don't know. I like to think it's just an assortment of tea and <laughs> and like corgi memorabilia. Yeah, yeah. It's that fucking gold-plated Nintendo Wii that they gave yep. her. Burying <laughs> it with box. her. <laughs> Did you see someone made a joke that – Kayla told me about this. Someone made a joke that the corgis were going to be buried alive with oh, no. her. <laughs> and fucking people are so stupid they believed it. And oh they had to come God. out with a statement and they're like, no, we're keeping the corgis. The corgis are safe. Nothing <laughs> will happen to <laughs> Like who the fuck <laughs> thought they were going to be buried alive? No, no, no. The corgis are like the modern day dire wolves. All the grandchildren get one to raise as their own. And <laughs> they feel like they're going to be important to the overall story, but then they don't really matter by the time you get to season four and five. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's correct. I was I was double checking <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> I was like, is that is that? And then they do. They are important in the beginning and that they die in ways that match up to the characters and then like everything else the thread falls apart and uh yeah i don't want to talk about it so I love the way <laughs> what is the rest the of the wall of weird story the wall of weird yes 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 <laughs> the wall of weird oh my goodness where did i put this thing man i'm i have so many tabs open right now I would lose my head if it weren't attached to my shoulders. Okay, here we go. As I mentioned, metro.co.uk, it wants to show notifications, do not allow. They <laughs> have a story here that has shocked the world down mm. to their delicate testicles. <laughs> the chess world is rocked by rumors of anal beads and artificial intelligence. Lex, this is you one for You said this to me earlier, and I was like, what could that headline possibly mean? And then I was like, after I read the article, I went, if you are doing this to cheat, you <laughs> kind of deserve to win. It's pretty fucking smart. I'm not going to lie. It is. It is phenomenal. The story that is about to unfold for you, ladies and gentlemen, prepare yourselves. It is not a sex scandal. I'll say that right off the bat. This whole thing it's started. It's not sexual. With a, it's purely, it's purely a sport. Nothing sexual yes. about it. It's, it's just scan. It's all scandal, no sexual. Now listen, this started because of a cryptic tweet by chess master Magnus Carlson, stating that I've a, I've withdrawn from the tournament. I've always enjoyed playing in the STL Chess Club and hope to be back in the future. So people were like just weirded out by that. Like, why would he drop out of the tournament? You know, part of the whole thing with being a chess master is just the, 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 the just unbridled self-esteem you have for yourself, the belief that you are the best in the world. So it says here that Magnus Carlson withdrew from a major tournament with a $350,000 prize uh, after his unexpected defeat by underdog Hans Niemann. <laughs> Norway's Carlson announced his withdrawal in a cryptic tweet, which I just read to you, with a video mm -hmm. implying that Neiman had cheated 
The tweet was accompanied by a video of Portuguese soccer manager Jose Marino stating, I prefer really not to speak. If I speak, I'm in big trouble. <laughs> Other big names okay. in the sport declared Neiman's play sus. Okay. Suspicions were raised further when Neiman admitted to cheating twice previously. Chess.com issued a statement that it had banned Neiman from its site over his alleged cheating. Now, you may think, by the way the story is going, that this Neiman guy is just really good at chess. And that's why they're thinking that he's cheating or something like that. But it goes on to say, chess enthusiasts right. online have since gone on to speculate that Neiman may have been cheating with computer assistance and anal beads. Currently obsessed with the notion that Hans Neiman has been cheating at the Sinquafield Cup chess tournament using wireless anal beads that vibrate him the correct moves, tweeted one user. So what I want to know is how how does it vibrate the correct moves? Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be some type of corresponding like... Oh, Morse he code. made he made an ass Morse code. He <laughs> did a morass code. A morass code. <laughs> so yeah, first of all, he created a way for him to understand Morse code with his booty. Secondly, mm-hmm. he's already good at chess to make it to this tournament. Third, he somehow synced up these anal bees with artificial intelligence robots that know how to beat chess masters. That is a big risk, by the way. The fact that it wasn't someone corresponding to him, he depended on the artificial intelligence. You're putting robots in your butt. How do you think that's going to end? Science fiction writers for decades have told us don't do things like that because it'll end badly. So it's your funeral, bud. So I want to know how they came to this conclusion, because this article is not clear about this at all. How did they jump from, oh, he's cheating somehow to he he's must have a beads. <laughs> did they offer Something. an explanation? Because oh, I don't remember. No, as a matter of fact, they did not. No, they just made an outlandish claim. Yeah. And then peace out. So they made a they made a more grounded uh, claim here, stating that people suspect Neiman got his hands on Carlson's game plan ahead of time, thereby ah, anticipating okay. his his patented surprise opening. So yeah, I don't know how much truth there is to this, but goddamn, imagine being so good at something that people say he's got to have something jammed up his ass. Yeah, it's got to be something in his butt. It's in your butt. <laughs> You're cheating it's with like, your butt again, aren't you? <laughs> it's like he watched that season of The Office with Stanley where his punchline was always stick it up your butt. And he's like, you know what? I I, will. I really want to start like responding to things that I don't understand with like Pete Campbell's line on Mad Men that he uses all the time. And he's like, a thing like that. <laughs> he's always like he's like a thing like that like he he's just kind of like oh okay that this article makes me go hmm, a thing like that <laughs> fascinating there you go i want to so, know more about this i hope this becomes a bigger scandal and we know more you know i mean like it rocked the chess world so you know hold on to your butts everyone we're gonna get to the bottom of this <laughs> oh my god 
a wonderful, wonderful sort, like several puns in a row there. One might say I've been training for this my entire life. So yeah. here we are. All right, folks, we silly, hope you've enjoyed silly. this fucking wild ride of a show. We became a car talk show for a moment. And now we're talking about anal beads and chess. So thank you for listening. Do you ever wonder how this is your life? I've always wondered, you know, where I'd end up by the time I turn 40. And I didn't anticipate having an internet radio show with a friend talking about people cheating at chess with um, things jammed up their bums. The sad part about me is if you told me at like 17 that I would be 30 with an internet radio show talking with my best friend about anal beads, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we had the nerve to besmirch the name of Adam Carolla earlier. I am sorry, sir. No, I'm not. I <laughs> Retract. <laughs> I still have more credibility than him. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, yeah. thanks for listening, folks. Uh, if you'd like more of our shenanigans, at Lex and Matt across the board. And as always, I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other.